when you are in the bedroom, you can and should advocate for yourself. Yeah. But not even just at regards to safety and consent, which obviously that should be there. That's a baseline. But with your pleasure. Mm-hmm. And finding a way to lovingly let your partner know, like, hey, I really like to be touched here. Or, oh, can you go a little bit uh, faster, slower? Yes. I've found that people are so grateful. People are so grateful that I communicated to them what I wanted. Because, like, in general, your sexual partner usually wants to please you. Mm -hmm. Why not help them? please you yeah but were you, were you like that like me I used to be so quiet about it I've never been quiet okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've always been a fucking freak oh, good I'm so glad I don't know that's yeah like that's one... not an arc for you that's just a straight I line I know welcome to crying behind sunglasses a mental health podcast for cool people Join me, your fearless host, Kayla Dahl, as I interview comedians, entertainers, experts, and people from all walks of life about their issues and find a way to laugh about them. Because if you can laugh about your problems, then they no longer have power over you. I'm here to share more about my own self-help journey too, so that you can feel less alone. Disclaimer, this podcast is not meant to be a substitute for medical advice or therapy. Shocking, I know, but I'm not a doctor. This show is more like the hot cup of tea after therapy. Let's do this. Today's episode is an interview with a guest that we've actually had on the podcast before. Her name is Gigi Sauvage. She is a writer for Cosmopolitan Magazine, internet sex goddess, and creator of The Sexiest Deck Alive. Yes, it's a sexy tarot deck, uh... For those of you who are wondering, and also perhaps this goes without saying, but today's episode is not safe for work or children. It is a lot of sexy content. And you might be asking yourself, why is Kayla talking about all this sexy stuff when I want to hear about depression and anxiety? Well, guess what? The body and the mind are connected. Your sexuality is interwoven with your mental health. And Learning how to advocate for yourself in the bedroom is so empowering and it's going to make you feel better. So, duh. Uh, We have a lot of fun on this episode. We talk about the healing, empowering nature of sex work, communication and consent in the bedroom, juicy details of Gigi's time working at a real legal brothel in Nevada. Shockingly, even though it is quite kinky, it's safer and more respectful than dating IRL. Uh, the psychology of sexual domination, how you can get more comfortable with your own pleasure and sexuality, and lots of laughs. I am so sorry, not sorry. I had a little too much fun playing around with the erotic tarot card deck, as well as just um, sharing about some of my own sexual experiences. Ooh, today's episode is juicy. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for being here. And if you've been here before, I appreciate you so much, my sonnies. Please be sure to follow or subscribe wherever it is that you happen to be listening or watching. Did you know that we have full video episodes up on YouTube? Check the link in the description or go to cryingbehindpod.com. That's where I post all of the episodes, both video and audio. And if you want to learn more about Gigi, or me, you can also check out the description. All right, without further ado, please enjoy. (music) 
she's back for an update and to educate all of us. Comedian, model, musician, creator of something called Sex and the Synchronicity, which we're gonna get into. A lot of sex in this episode, buckle up. Uh, <laughs> writer for Cosmopolitan Magazine, excuse me. Designer also of the sexiest deck alive, a sexual empowerment tarot deck. Hello, Gigi Savage. Hi, Kayla, it's so good to be here. Wow, I'm impressed by my intro. Like, yeah. I'm like, that is me, wow. Right? They do a lot. Isn't it funny we forget? Yeah, I'm like, right, the music, the whole music. Yes, I'm doing that. <laughs> I was just playing piano before we got started. That's sometimes right. I forget. Yeah, we have, a, right. we have a piano in the studio. And while we were waiting to set up the mics, you're just like belting out an original tune. <laughs> yeah. Just casual. Which all came from a breakup. So perfect <laughs> subject for this show. <laughs> turning really? turning the hardships into art. Oh, so you were Taylor yeah. Swifting it for a bit. Oh, hell yeah. I wrote like 15 songs. I had a moment. You had a moment? After my breakup. Yes. Yeah, where I just was like, I had to songwrite to process. Yeah, I'm not even a professional songwriter other than the theme song for this podcast. Yes. And I've done that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Through a breakup. Yeah. Like yeah. I'll sit there and I have my acoustic guitar and I'm just like, you fuck me so <laughs> You suck, you suck, you suck. Um, but mine aren't that harsh, but they're like subtly, a little bit passive aggressively sassy. Oh, okay. You make no sense to me. I guess that's pretty straight off, straightforward, but like, uh, why would you get rid of me? I thought you were good for me, but you'd rather be lonely. Mm. I mean, okay. That's just aggressive. Actually, now that I say it out loud with no music. No, but I I get that. I really understand that lyric deep in yeah. my soul because I grew up as an emo kid. Oh, and yes. You have to make everything like you have to turn it around, yeah. get mad about it, and then say something about it. Yeah. Because otherwise the pain like it just sits inside of you. It's so dramatic <laughs> too, like in our in our like emo hearts. It's so dramatic, but I like it because that's how I, I don't know. I don't only create from the hardship because that, for instance, that relationship I'm referencing also oh. inspires a lot of the Cosmo writing, et cetera. Like, yes. yeah. So my my happy stuff inspires art too. Uh -huh. I, wanted, I want people to know like, you don't have to be mad to make good art. Oh my God. I'm such you know? a good example. I mean, I, the only reason that this is all even materialized into a physical world yeah. where I'm not in Zoom in an apartment is because I said, I want to be, oh, there's some peacocks. <laughs> there's some peacocks. I was just talking about the place that I'm in. So maybe they're hearing me, but like, I want to be in a peaceful, stable environment. I want to have a home studio and I do not create from chaos. Yes. I do not create from sadness uh, on purpose. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, yes, those things happen. And we're going to use it. It's not required to generate your art. Yeah. 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 And it's it's a weird habit to get out of because sometimes maybe the first poem you ever wrote or the first song was, you ever wrote, that's when you were crying. And it was like, so good. <laughs> <laughs> but you were talking about Cosmo. Yeah. Perfect segue. Okay. Oh, my gosh. People. This woman just made me subscribe to Cosmo magazine, maybe for the first time ever. <laughs> like I used to buy them in the grocery yeah, yeah, store yeah. when I was a teenager. 
because you're trying to learn about sex. Yes, me too, me too. Is that what your first experience was? Yeah, with Cosmo. Oh my gosh, I couldn't afford to buy it. So I would like stand in the aisle reading it. I know, it's so full circle. It's like, now they pay me. Take me back. Where are you (laughs) when you're buying Okay. Okay, suburbs in Ohio outside of Cleveland. And I'm like, probably a preteen. Because I was already curious. I was like figuring stuff out about pleasure in my body pretty young. Mm -hmm. Um, And... I would stand in the aisle and read as much as I could until either someone said something or like I had to go, like my ride was leaving or something. I feel like I did that in Barnes and Noble a lot, but it wasn't like a a can't afford thing. It was just like, I'm killing time because I'm 13. Yeah. Hanging out, just hanging out. Hanging out. Do do they do that? Did we used to have so much time to do that? (laughs) We did. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because we didn't know what we wanted to do we didn't in know the world who we yet. were yet or maybe in some ways we really knew who we were mm. at that age mm. and then it got i mean i didn't know what a podcast was i don't think yeah, it existed back that's then. true i didn't even think i was a writer even though i always have been but i used to deny it mm. hardcore when i first moved to la i'd be like i'm an actor i'm an art director i'm a model but i'm not a writer interesting i would like i would like get ahead of people and like you know make sure they knew i wasn't that because i was so self-conscious. Isn't it interesting how the thing you rejected the most is what you are now? Uh, yeah. And like <laughs> once I embraced it, all the doors opened. Like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so with Cosmo, let me just read off these titles. Oh, oh shit. These my headlines. Okay. <laughs> because this is these, so fun. These made my friend gasp. Uh, my boyfriend took me from behind in front of 20 people at a sex party. And it turns out... <laughs> I'm an introverted exhibitionist. And then one more just yes, for fun. Yes, I love this. Uh, I passed off my sugar daddy to my best friend in a threesome. I know, right? This it's is like, great. This, this is, is so fun. My actual life. I know, but also like. It's like a movie. Yes. I can believe it's real only because I live in Los Angeles yeah. and I know sugar babies. Yeah. And I know this world. But what I can't believe is that that is in print. Yeah. In a magazine <laughs> yeah. and that it is on the shelves or it's like in the yeah. internet yeah. shelves mm-hmm. and that you're putting this out there and they're giving you a platform to do it. Yes. It's so fucking cool. It's so cool. It's so <laughs> fucking cool that like sex work can be talked about on a mainstream publication now. Yeah. You're not hiding your identity. Yeah. No. My name's on everything. Like. Yeah. Yeah. And how did that even come about? Because I know you got into sex work. Were you tr- thinking about writing when you first started yes, sex work? Yes, literally the whole time. And oh. I actually started, nope, nobody even knows this. I started writing a book called Blonde Boss Bitch mm-hmm. when I first got into sugar dating. Because mm-hmm. I was just like feeling so powerful for the first time in my life. So I wanted to write about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I maybe have like 12 chapters or something of this just like. It, it, I don't think anything's going to come from that. It was kind of practice round. But um, no, I, I've been watching my whole experience with the eye of a writer and taking notes. Yeah. Like I take notes on all the sex work I ever do. Wow. Yeah. I have detailed notes because it's so interesting. Well, and it I, is. It yeah. Is. And you tell me if you agree with this. I think I have a way of like storyifying the real truth it, entertainingly uh-huh. so that people can digest it. Like like you read a story about two women who are secure enough to sh- pass around a man and not get jealous and yeah. not like, it's a very sex healthy story, but 
hopefully you read it and just enjoyed and you weren't even almost thinking about that. And thinking about which? Like the the sort of like modernness of that two women could just like share resources in this way with like a man and Yes. Yes. So the, in this story, yeah. let's just I'll give my summary yes. maybe as yes. a reader. Yes. Uh so what I thought, I was reading it this morning so that it could be really fresh in my mind was <laughs> I love that. Again, we'll go back to the headline of you passing off your sugar daddy to your bestie in this threesome. And I thought, whoa, what am I getting myself into? This is fun. Uh, How is this going to go? And I remember reading it and thinking, this just feels very real. This is a legitimate friendship. There are so many boundaries Mm -hmm. and things being stated and people are speaking up for themselves. And I feel like as a reader, if someone was interested in having a threesome, Mm-hmm. Even if they weren't interested in sex work, because that's a little bit more of a small segment of yes. the population that's yes. actually interested in like doing that. Yeah. But they got to learn about it and learn that there's so much empowerment in it. Yes. And it's showing them like, hey, these people are advocating for themselves. They are consenting every single step of the way. Yep. And that's so beautiful because as you and I both know, there is not a lot of consent happening in quote-unquote vanilla sex. Right, right. I'm so glad you picked up on all that. I feel like you were a really conscious reader when you were reading it (laughs) because, like, my point is kind of, I hope I make it entertaining enough that I infiltrate people's minds about sexual empowerment without them even realizing. You totally realized. You, like, you know. Interesting. But um, Or they can realize it and I'm happy, but I just mean... I want to make entertaining oh, it's funny. stories out of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. It's real. It's yeah. raw. Like, I can picture it. <laughs> I'm into it. Yeah. And I'm like, and I'm not a person, like, I don't think I've ever really been into reading erotica, but now yeah. maybe I am. Yes, I love that. <laughs> so that's yes. cool. And yeah, in, in my real life, I'm really hyper safe about sex. And I, I just make sure to put that in my writing. Like yes. you said, you know. I write in protection. I write in if, if there isn't protection, why there isn't or why we know it's safe there isn't. And I try to, you know, yeah, relay that consent. I'm so glad that's coming through. It's a big deal. And I, I think also just we both have survived different traumas mm-hmm. in our lives. And um, I'm dealing with like figuring out how to manage PTSD. And I remember the last time I interviewed you, yeah. you were talking about your experience with that and I think that you deciding to command your sexuality, take that power and use that to heal. That's so beautiful. Thank you. Like it's just something that's beautiful to witness. How did like was the trauma healing always intertwined with the sex work or is that something that you just kind of discovered along the way? It 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 goes it's kind of both because okay. I started sugar dating before this trauma that we're speaking to is my assault in 2019. Uh-huh. And, um, which we talked about on the other episode yes, and so I'm not going to make you yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, but no. There is a previous episode. We will link in the description. <laughs> but what, um, that, what that did for me yeah. was wake me up to like, I want to live my life for me. And so I had been doing the sex work adjacent stuff, sugar dating Mm -hmm. before that happened, but very secretively, like only a handful of people knew. And then what happened after healing from the assault was I was like, I'm not ashamed. I am actually not ashamed of anything I'm doing. I'm only holding it back because I'm afraid my 
parents' religion will care. Like, yes. we'll be, I'll be going to hell from what they said, you know? Yeah, post-traumatic Catholic disorder yes. is a term that you coined. Yes, yes. Oh, I, I don't know if I coined it, but well, it used it in my writing. It's yeah. great. Thank you. <laughs> um, and because I know a lot of people have it. <laughs> PTCD. Yeah. And so then I got on OnlyFans. I basically was like, the assault made me feel like, fuck no, I'm not going to let this take away. I got, I got like yeah. emboldened by it almost. I was yeah. like, I'm not going to let this take away how sexual of a person I am. Just like, fuck that. Cause this is so a part of who I am. Yes. So it actually, it actually woke me up to go further in that direction. That's when I got on OnlyFans and became Gigi and who I now am like, and, um, I was already doing that when we talked last, but I'm not even sure if we talked about that on air. Mm. OnlyFans. No, we were mostly talking about therapy yeah. and healing and things like that, which I yeah. think is so cool that we've gotten that out of the way. I know. I love that. Because <laughs> we don't have to go back there. We don't. We now don't. we can go yeah. forward into whatever it is that you're doing now. Yeah. But but I was going to say um, yeah. that emboldened me to get out there with OnlyFans and mm-hmm. then cut cut to like a, another couple years later or whatever. Um, I started doing legal sex work in Nevada. Right. Because I was I was like, wait. I had a breakup and I was like, again, wait, who am I living my life for? I think the hardships make me check in on that. Mm. When I get the sense that I'm doing, making decisions because of other people's opinions, I don't like it. So I've been changing that. Mm. And then, yeah, I, I decided to go become a courtesan. Wow. Yeah. A courtesan. Because I can. It turns out you can. You can just like apply to a brothel because it's a re- real employment. Like, so, wow. Okay. I have a lot of questions. Okay. One. Do they call it a courtesan or is that your yes, word? Yes, that's the legal word. Like I have a card, okay. I get certified, I have a card that says courtesan. Okay. And two, what is this application process like? Is there, try to think of a normal job application and see like. It's a little different. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> like, is there, do you have to get references of guys that you fucked before? <laughs> well, what's funny is like sex is not a part of the application at all. I guess they assume you know how to do that. Okay. Um, it's more so personality and looks like you're answering questions, giving info about yourself, submitting pictures. And then when you're being considered, you have to send a picture with the date in it to, to prove you are who you say you are. Of course. Like, like, yeah. You're, you're not down. catfishing. Yeah. Because it involves traveling to Nevada. And so it's like they can't have you. You pretty much show up when you're going to maybe work. Yes. Like right away. So, um, so yeah, once you make it past all that and prove your identity and if they like you, then you get to come for a trial week. Mm-hmm. Um, fully paid, of course, and everything's legit. Yeah. Um, but then at sort of the end of that week, they decide if you get invited to schedule for more. And how did you feel getting on that plane? Oh, my gosh. Well, I did it as a road trip, actually. <laughs> okay, getting in the car. <laughs> yes. Luckily, I had a friend who shares my money kink. Yes. And um, she she had also tried out sugar dating and stuff, was into the same idea. So we went and did this together for the oh, first time. Okay. So it felt super extra safe to have a good friend there with me. Yes. And the buddy system. The buddy system. You know, yes. the buddy system isn't just for bathrooms in the <laughs> elementary schools. It's for if you want to become a whore. <laughs> um, but truly, and we, it, it felt like going to summer camp that I never got to do that. I never went to summer camp growing up. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. So I know you like, did. Yeah. I went to a, a lot of summer camp and I, a lot of theater camp, but I feel like maybe that's a Honestly, little too. It's kind of similar. It's a little, yeah. And I feel like the theater kid in me is a little too present in my personality, mm. but I feel like I have to embrace it. You yeah. gotta embrace it. No. Yeah. Don't hold anything in. I think that, you know. And, 
And the thing about camp, just like as a side note, what I loved about it as a child, which I think maybe is what you're tapping into, is that you're leaving the place you normally live. You're going to a place that is designated just this certain activity that everyone is doing together for X amount of time. Mm -hmm. And... Everyone who was there, what my experience was, I could be the weirdest, truest version of myself. Yes. And I could yes. just play and be weird and be a total idiot or be great, whatever it was. Yeah. And I didn't have to think about my parents. Yeah. And so, so that's kind of interesting. Check, 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 check. <laughs> I'm like, all of that is true. And also, you get to be a consenting adult and have sex with the people you want to, yeah. say no to the people you don't want to, and you get money. Yeah. Oh, and it's amazing. Wait, wait, can I also Imagine say? if you're getting paid. Yeah. Wait, this what? is wild. Most of my first sexual experiences were at camp. <laughs> <laughs> so, see? Hi to all my camp boyfriends. <laughs> um, but yeah, because oh it felt safe. I grew up in LA, and this camp that I went to was in upstate New York. Mm-hmm. And so because of that distance, I felt like it was really safe to explore mm-hmm. all these hormones and feelings and then fly back and yeah. 3,000 miles away from whoever I did that with. Again, very fucking similar because <laughs> I I have always said working at the ranch, which is what we call the brothel, um, which is, mm-hmm. you know, in Nevada, it's the only state you can legally do sex work or sure. have a brothel. It feels safer than dating. Uh-huh. It really does because like I've had, you know, I've experienced my own assault, none of it during sex work, um, all of it in my personal life. Sure. And then I've had friends who get stealthed, which thankfully is now a crime in California. Remind me again. Stealthing is when someone's having sex with you with a condom and they take the condom off without you knowing. Yes. And penetrate you. That's a crime. Because it's you have assault. not consented to unprotected sex. Exactly. So and they're literally risking. Off, yeah. Yeah. yeah if, they, if someone takes off the condom and you... You're talking about like the the person is trying to trick someone into having the unprotected sex and then therefore exposing them to STIs or pregnancy or whatever is happening. Exactly. So like, yeah. Versus at the ranch, um, we have security, everyone's getting fingerprinted, their ID scanned, like everything's on the books. No, none of the doors lock. They could like come to the rescue at any moment. Condoms are mandatory and there's signs everywhere that say that. Plus I, I personally play the dominant when I'm there. Like I, I work with submissive people mostly, so I feel extra, extra safe because I'm, like, super in control. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's just safer than dating. Yeah. Because there's there's more controlled variables there. Yeah. Why are Hinge and Tinder yeah. and all of these things not doing the fingerprinting, the right. ID, the background check, maybe a True. few references of yeah. past girlfriends or dating experiences yeah. or friends? And you know what else about sex work, too, is, like, there's no fluid exchange, so... I'm not even kissing people. So it's also just less risky than dating in that way. Yeah. How does Um, that work? I've heard that you can like maybe work something out and do it with some of the ladies, but it's really not. It's not a thing. It's supposed to be no fluid exchange at all. Like I've heard some people will, if you, if you, I mean, if you're paying like an exorbitant amount, you could maybe kiss her, but um, really you can't. Okay. I'm, so if you guys are doing oral, Mm-hmm. There's a condom. There's a condom. Yeah. And so are you using flavors? Um, I've or... tried that, but I don't need it. Yeah. I actually have used um really plain condoms that come not lubricated for blowjobs because okay. then it's just like nothing and mm-hmm. it's nice. 
Yeah. And then if somebody was to go down on a, one of the ladies, they would have to use a dental dam or wearable latex panties. Right. Yeah. Wearable latex Which panties? Is I didn't this know that new, was a thing. Oh, it's this new product. It just got FDA approved. They're called Laurels, like Love Oral. Okay, Moral. I'm going to find this and put it in the description. This oh, is fun. Oh, yes, because these are so great for, I mean, for like sapphic sex or anyone, which is like two women, or mm-hmm. anyone wanting to go down in the early stages of dating and you're not You're not like, sure what's happening. Yeah. Or even if you're just like scissoring or that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So you, know you can I mean? protect your fluids. And uh-huh. um, yeah, they're wearable latex panties, one size. They just stretch up huh. and they're vanilla flavored. So you're asking about flavors. I have tried some of those on ladies. <laughs> they, it does taste good. Um, and you can even finger through them. What? So yeah, they're so cool. Technology. I know, right? Finally. I feel like the sex work industry is always developing the technology. Yes. Like they're the ones who started with the HD cameras. They're the Ah. ones who started with the AI. And then it it slowly gets out into the mainstream, but the technology is developed for that. Yeah. And (laughs) OnlyFans was built by sex workers. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, we all know that. I mean, we all know that, yeah. Today's episode of Crying Behind Sunglasses is brought to you, as always, by Papa and Barkley. If you're looking to relax, manage your stress, or also feel better in your body, I cannot recommend Papa and Barkley CBD products enough. They have a topical relief balm that I use all the time when I have achy joints after a workout. They also have CBD tinctures and gummies, all kinds of goodies. If you go to papaandbarkley.com and you use code CRYING, you will get 20% off of your CBD order and you'll also be helping out the show. So check out the link in the description and you're welcome. hate that our society is like we can show everyone all the violence and all the guns but the minute that a nipple comes out the world is over it's insane it's so crazy (laughs) i i really hope my erotic writing and whatever else i create like mainstream stuff changes just the view of powerful sexy women like Mm. to to make people not so scared of us yes because that's what it is I feel like women's power lies in their sexuality. Mm-hmm. And when you want to deny a woman's power, you deny her sexuality. And that's how you kind of keep her in a cage. And mm-hmm. I want to know, like, for you, I'm sure this is a big question to ask. But can you explain to me how doing all of this sex work has helped you to become more empowered? Yes. The first thing that comes to mind is that like sex work made me feel okay about putting my name in Cosmo with erotic writing. Yes. So that's huge. It's like, and sex work also made me a master negotiator in life, in relationships, standing up for what I deserve, knowing my value, like not taking shit, not overgiving, not being a people pleaser anymore, Mm. stepping into my power and my dominance and not being afraid of that myself because I used to be. Um, And I mean, gosh, more and more practice reading people and like knowing what people need and being able to work with different types and understand different people. Like I for sure never thought I would fuck a Republican, but like (laughs) I've been in sex work situations where I have. And it's like, you know what? I'm doing this for all of us because if I can get them to fall in love with me in this interaction, a queer liberal woman, like I've, I've maybe 
planted seeds in there. Yeah, maybe you're opening their mind a little bit. And slash also what we always say at the ranch is like, good thing you took his money. Like, (laughs) redistribute that wealth. Yeah, well, I feel like you're kind of, you know, you're Robin Hooding it. I'm Robin Hooding it. And I'm saying Republican, what I mean is not really necessarily party lines, but just like really conservative people. MAGA type of people. Yeah, that probably don't even realize they're about to be with a queer woman. And then I make that known. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm Robin Horing. Even it. though this podcast is t- is categorized under the mental health category, I don't shy away from politics. I don't try okay. to hide the fact that I am liberal okay. and that I am very sex positive and yeah. I don't like Trump. So like, yeah. that's not a <laughs> that's not a secret. And if people don't like that, they can tune out. Yeah, you know, uh, I figured that out pretty quick, especially during all the BLM stuff because yeah. I wanted to showcase different interviews about those topics yeah and some people were like this is not what you should be doing it's like no this is exactly what i want to be doing i would like to interview black therapists or talk to black men about how they want to talk about their feelings and they can't and these are important topics and if you're advocating Literally, if you're in the nonprofit space or you're advocating for an underrepresented group, it has to be intersectional. Yes, 100%. I feel that about my cards. I was yeah. like, I can't call this the sexiest deck alive and not have like every walk of life in it. Yes. It's all sexy. Like, yes. Yeah. And oh my God, wait. Okay, perfect segue. <laughs> you're so good. You know, I have to say, you're like one of my favorite guests because oh. you're, well, you know why? Because you are a podcast host. Yeah. And so you get. I can keep track with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you don't even have to. Like, you're doing my it's job natural. for me. <laughs> um, so Gigi gave me this deck yes. when we were having brunch a few months ago. And I got very excited because who doesn't want to get a gift called the sexiest deck of life? <laughs> and I don't, you That's know, so I was going to tell you, this is the first tarot deck that I've ever owned. Oh, my God. I've never had one. Wait, I didn't even know that. I feel like. When I, I think, didn't tell you that. Yeah, you didn't tell me that. Yeah. That's so special. Yeah. That's huge. So very special. Uh, and what's cool about these is that they're like, you've put so much artistry into this. Thank you. There's photos. Year. There's every single card has some sort of different photo shoot or collage. Some mm-hmm. of them are you or most of them. A lot of them are you. But then you have all these other models from mm-hmm. different races, different mm-hmm. genders, different sexualities. And yeah. it's not a traditional tarot deck. It's no. for sexual empowerment. Like. I was reading the instructions and it's, you could use it by yourself yeah. or you can use it with a partner as foreplay. Yes. Um, should we pull? Let's pull one. <laughs> I should have pulled it at the see. beginning so it could have been foreplay for the podcast, but it's okay. No, it's gonna we're be, still, we're still, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's going to be foreplay for a hot tip. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> boo, 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 boo. <laughs> Just the hot tip. Only for a hot second. I might need to use that sound bite to like introduce that segment for you can ever. have it. Yeah. <laughs> With the like yeah. wow wow music. So when I've seen you do these on Instagram, you like to spread them around. Yeah. Well, how do you want me to Honestly, do it? Honestly, I'm feeling like you're you should just put them in your lap. Okay, like, but you're gonna pull your... one. Oh, hot. you have to pull hot. one from out over. of my thighs. That's hot. Thank <laughs> God we have the cameras on. Okay. <laughs> there we go. So this is I see yeah. you do it like this. Yeah. And what do we have to think about? Rub them around. Um well let's also, ask like for like everyone listening, what we all need to know whenever you're listening. And to here's this. a little a little ASMR. Of the cards. <laughs> yes. Wait, here we go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. 
Here we go. Put them back in your crotch. I want to grab one. Okay. Great. Woo. Okay. What do we need to know? What do we need to I know from it. the Vagine today? This one right now. <gasps> oh my God. One of my favorite cards. One of my favorite cards. Crystal Queer Vision. Wait, can Let me show it to this camera. Uh-huh. Crystal what? Queer okay. Vision. Tell me. Okay. No matter your orientation, try on the lens of the queer perspective. Attempt to see the strange as familiar and the familiar as strange. Try to see things differently. Get queer with it. So whenever you're listening to this, you need to take an opposite view of some situation or some self-talk you're having or something. Like you need to flip something and see it differently. Uh-huh. This concept, I learned this in my women and gender study class. Yeah, take a look. Oh, Do you want to describe it? But it's gorgeous. Um, yeah, this is a queer model, masculine with makeup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're kind of like putting their hands to their eyes. I mean, it looks like it could be a still from RuPaul's Drag Race. Totally, Legit. totally, totally, totally. But like a little bit more sexual because yes. usually they have a lot of clothes on in yeah. that show. <laughs> so if you think about like, if you saw someone getting ready for RuPaul's Drag Race, but they hadn't put on the Any fit clothes yet, yet, just the face, the full beat. Yes. This is what we're giving. And there is nipple on this card. And this <laughs> is one of the cards that when I tried to print this deck in China, they sent me back an email referencing this card with the nipples Ooh. and how it was not allowed. And I was not allowed to print in China. Well, what so where did we print these? I found the people who print some cards for Playboy in Florida, in the U.S. There you go. Yeah. Florida. Good so, old Florida. I, <laughs> I didn't know what to say. <laughs> There's a lot of things are legal in Florida. But, some things that we are really supportive of yeah. and some things that we are not. <laughs> is that a good way of putting it? Yeah, that's perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> But this this teacher was so cool. He was a gay black belt martial artist priest in like a, you know, universal church or whatever. Mm -hmm. And um, from Malaysia. And he taught us in this women and gender study class to um, see the strange as familiar and the familiar as strange. And he told me about how like it's illegal to chew gum in Malaysia. And why is that? Like just they have a different culture. We're seeing things differently. So try to flip. It's like, yeah. Or Amsterdam, when you were talking about the brothel, yeah. I was thinking about when I visited Amsterdam and there's yes. the red light district and it's just there and yes. it's just part of the society mm-hmm. and um, weed is legal there. And Wait, that's hilarious. You just burped. I know. That's hilarious. And I held it in. I held it in. God damn it. It's a compliment to the meal of this conversation. Wait, should I should I just burp on this podcast? <laughs> yes. I, when I was a little kid, I used to have burping contests with my best friend. <gasps> that's fun. So you you already knew who you were. I did. I would We would have tea parties. Okay. <laughs> so dainty. I did a lot of tea parties. I had a lot of tea sets. I don't know. Like I collected a lot of tea sets That's as a cute. child. Yeah. And uh, that was like my favorite thing was to throw tea parties. Yeah. And to make uh, collages of Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm. <laughs> Just his face. Like. Oh my gosh. He was my first spank bank from the mm. movie Titanic. Okay. Let's see if I can still do this. Nope. It's hard. I don't know. Maybe mm. I don't have the muscle anymore. Now that I'm thinking okay, about it. Okay. Practice about it. Uh. Yeah, It was a baby. It was a baby. With these mics, I bet you could pick that up. <laughs> You're welcome. Or sorry. You could fast forward I think that part. that section should be the teaser for this episode. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, but yeah. There's get... a queer thing. Yeah. So this queer thing. Crystal queer vision. I love that you're showing that people don't have to think of queer as just for queer or gay yeah. people. That if someone is heterosexual... 
cisgendered and everything. Not into these alternative lifestyles that thinking of things through a queer lens is not just sexual. Yes, exactly. It's also just looking at the world in general and saying, hey, these rules that were set in front of me in society are things that were made up by people at some point in time. And they're not made up by me. So let me see if these work for me or not. And I'm not talking about like, don't murder people. I feel like that's a good rule. (laughs) Things that are a little bit more... I mean, women didn't get to wear pants until the 20s. Right. Or, like, we didn't ha- get to have bank accounts until the 70s. Yes! I never burped. That was awesome. <laughs> We're free. Yes! We're free. <laughs> oh, my God. The next article in Cosmo is going to be, like, some burping king. <laughs> Honestly, there's so many kinks out there. What's the weirdest be. kink you've ever heard of? Oh, I thought this was weird. It's not even that weird. Okay. But one time... um, not to king shame, but just no, I want to yeah, know not, what's it's, unusual. That's exactly, exactly. This is perfect for this card, you know? Let's think about it as maybe uh-huh. the strange can be familiar. So uh, this was just a guy who wanted to um, be embarrassed. Like, he was into being um, humiliated. humiliated. Yeah, yeah, that's actually pretty popular. Um, and But he wanted to be made to pee and come in a cup and then drink okay. it in front of people. Yeah, this actually didn't, <laughs> this actually didn't happen. But that's what he was hoping for. So he was. He, so when you talked to him, this he said, "I would like to urinate yeah. and come in a, in cup. a cup, and then that I should make him drink it in front of people because that would be so humiliating." Not in front of you. In front of me and a bunch of other people. Wow. Which can be coordinated at the ranch. We can totally make that happen. But this guy didn't have the budget for that. Oh. Um. So he he had very little money. Uh-huh. So um. I think what I ended up working out with him was we got really creative and I let him get very, very close to my private areas and sniff me for like a little less than a minute for the wow. amount of money he had. Wow. Yeah. And so was there... Just was... so you could get like my... And then go home and masturbate. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So the... the it was really hot actually. All the fluid that he wanted to do. Yeah, that's no, like no. not a thing that you guys can deal with there, right? Oh, that that could have happened because it's his own fluids he would have uh, been drinking. Yeah, I would have... Ha- I wouldn't have touched it. I wouldn't have been... Yeah, 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 yeah. I would have just been commanding him to do it. Like I was so down. Yeah. I was so down to parade him and make him drink this... Drink his own stuff in front of people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if only he had the budget. <laughs> You keep talking about how you dominate and you found out that you were dominant and it seems like maybe that wasn't something that you were doing when you were younger. No. So what was the turning point? Was there a day where you were like, oh, I would like to be dominant? (laughs) It was gradual, but Uh it was throughout my breakup healing, I started to realize like I had been attracting a lot of foot worshippers and stuff and Mm. those tend to be submissive people. So I kind of just noticed the pattern of like, oh, I'm coming across a little bit dominant anyways to people who aren't my partner. With my partner, he's daddy. And mm-hmm. like, I'm baby girl and I'm submissive. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, re- I just noticed a pattern that other people were seeing me as dominant. So mm-hmm. I started to play with it a little outside of my relationships. We were open and um, realized I kind of liked it. But, at, but before I would have felt like I was emasculating someone or I would have felt like, I was just um, scared to be in charge and no, I just want to be taken care of. Mm. But I realized I feel pretty powerful in the dominant role and pretty much all men actually want to be dominated. I'm convinced like pretty much most of them actually want to not be the dominant. In, In my experience. At least a little bit. I would agree. I would agree. They love it. But you know who doesn't want to be dominated? Who? A man with a really insecure ego. Yeah. Because yeah. they feel like they have to be in charge. And if they're not, then 
oh no, yeah. you're there's you're more skilled than me, you're more right. experienced than me, or like I can't keep up. Yes. Okay. Their inner thoughts you were just describing reminded me, like, I also used to just keep everything in my head during sex. And now I'm so much more vocal and communicating. And I used to like be kind of like stiffer and just want my partner to figure it out. Yes. But now I just give cheat codes all day. Yes. I'm just like, and that's part of my nurturing dominance that that comes across even with someone like a daddy. And that's something that like, I think our listeners could really take away from this episode is when you are in the bedroom, you can and should advocate for yourself. Yeah. But not even just as regards to safety and consent, which obviously that should be there. That's a baseline. But with your pleasure mm-hmm. and finding a way to lovingly let your partner know like, hey, I really like to be touched here. Or, oh, can you go a little bit uh, faster, slower? Yes. Uh, like more intense, less intense, whatever. I've found that people are so grateful. People yes. are so grateful that I communicated to them what I wanted because like in general, your sexual partner usually wants to please you. Mm-hmm. Why not help them please you? Yeah. But yeah. Were, you, were you like that? Like me, I used to be so quiet about it. I've never been quiet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've always been a fucking freak. <laughs> oh, good. I'm so glad. I don't know. That's yeah, like that's one... not an arc for you. That's just a straight I line. I know. Well, actually someone did. I'm a, I need to bring her on the show actually. So I'll name drop her. Haley Hackett. She uh, is in the comedy world and has gotten into doing human design yes. work. Yeah. And she gave me a reading and I don't know mm. everything about it yet. When she comes on, we'll know more. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. she told me that I'm a sacral generator. Cool. And that when she did the reading, that that part, that my sacrum, which is like where all the sex organs and all the things yes. are, is very defined and that... I don't have any issues there and that that is where I get my power from. I feel very lucky in that regard and I feel like it's it's for me uh, with trauma, I always know that like either having a self-pleasure or being with a partner, that that's a place I can escape mm-hmm. and that there's never mm-hmm. a problem for me. Great. And I feel just like I can go onto some other planet yeah. Where things make sense. Mm-hmm. And then I can come or back simple. to the real world yeah. uh, where things are chaotic and scary and confusing sometimes. Yes, totally, totally. Okay, we did our queer card poll, mm-hmm. which I was very excited about. So, Crystal Queer Vision. Now we're going to go into a hot tip. A hot tip. Just the tip. Just the hot tip. Oh my God. <laughs> Only for a hot second. <laughs> um, Gigi Sauvage. Yes. I would like to know if you have an unsexy day. Okay. I know that that seems impossible. Oh, no, that happens. <laughs> but, but if that happens to you, how do you turn it around? What do you do to get yourself back in that sexy, happy mood? I have the exact answer because that just happened a week ago. I was feeling like shit. I was crying all morning. I had a nightmare about my reliving my breakup. I was crying all day. Mm. I was like PMS. And then I went to pole dancing class. Yes. And it was amazing. I learned choreography for an hour where you just focus on the teacher teaching you the moves and trying to learn these tricks on the pole and using all your muscle and sweating and like moving your body in a way that releases sexual energy and just turned it all the way around. Mm. I think I masturbated after that too. So that's good too for me. I like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, that's incredible. The pole dancing is so fun. I've seen that like 
there are so many women, or I guess, I mean, all genders, yeah, but I've yeah. seen mostly women posting mm-hmm. videos of themselves learning how to pole dance, and it's becoming destigmatized yes. to where it's like, oh, we can all swing around the pole, no yep. matter what our body looks like, mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to be about sex work. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's just, it's exciting. It is so exciting. Again, <laughs> I just want, I want it to be mainstream, to be sexually empowered as a woman. That's it. That's it. Like, that's it. it. <laughs> Well, it's, it's I'm gonna keep dancing until they do it. <laughs> Are you going to do like a 24-hour pole dancing marathon? <laughs> till everyone comes around. See you, Em. Yes, exactly. Around. You got me. <laughs> what is your advice to anyone out there who might be feeling like they want to explore their sexuality? Mm-hmm. They're not sure where to start, um, whether that's like, figuring out who they're attracted to or figuring out pleasure for the first time. Mm -hmm. Like where's a good place to start? Okay. What's coming to mind is self-touch on the body because I just think that in our society, we're very disconnected from our bodies and we're like really wrapped up in our heads. Mm -hmm. So a really great exercise I learned in a sensual retreat once was to massage your own body you could start with your hands and your arms Mm -hmm. and pay attention to how your skin feels to your hand and how your hand feels to your skin wait i'm trying this now like try to yeah feel the reception of both my hand is feeling my arm and my arm is feeling my hand and you basically just keep going on the body you Mm -hmm. can do coconut oil to um bring back like touch awareness and you might find spots that bring up emotion as you touch your own body mm. um and i for me i don't know i'm a double scorpio i'm very into the deepness of all of this so i like to dig into underneath the emotion heal that and then find the pleasure down there mm-hmm. um that i think self-touch can just bring up and out a lot of that mm-hmm. um but i would also say like um maybe make a little video of yourself i don't know that really helped my confidence like what kind of like, video? Like do a little sexy video for yourself. A little uh, set the lights how you like, dance in the mirror a little Ooh, bit. You know, I did that before. It's very empowering. It's really interesting. And yeah, like I'm convinced that all bodies are beautiful and that it is a mindset to see it that way. So yes. just make the settings, make the settings enough that you can like get on board with yourself for that. Like yes. do the lights how you want, get the silhouette how you want, wear something that makes you feel good. I guess my answer is basically like you feel more pleasure the more you love yourself and the more you embrace who you actually are. I think that turns into more pleasure. Yes. So my answer is not just like porn and a vibrator, although that's great too. No, that's my why I was asking is, you because okay, you're an expert. Okay, all right. I wouldn't, th- that would be a very boring answer, okay. but I would have accepted it. Okay. I would have accepted it, but like I expected yeah. because you come from such an embodied place mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and for me, I think maybe the reason that sex for me has always been so healing is because uh, that's a time where it's like you have to be fully present mm. in your body yeah. and fully present with your partner or with yourself. Yeah. And if you're not, it's not going to be great. Totally, totally. If you check out, like, you know, obviously nobody's perfect and we go in and out. Maybe yeah. we think about our grocery list by accident while well, <laughs> <Apple, laughs> <banana. laughs> <Gotta get up. laughs> but 
like really that that it's kind of like meditation because meditation yeah. you have to be, you pull yourself back into the present yes. you're pulling yourself back into oh, the present oh sex is meditative yes even solo sex on your own yeah yeah and oh, I feel like yeah. it can be very spiritual and it can be very healing if you allow it to be instead yeah. of I mean, obviously, there's all different styles of sex yeah. and things. The, the porny, like, bam, bam, bam. That can be very right. fun as well. But, but I think if you just treat yourself really well, like, if you um, got your hair done or made this little sexy video for yourself that mm-hmm. you can watch back, like, anything to make yourself feel more royal, mm-hmm. I think that'll make you feel more more desirable, more pleasured, yes. more pleasurable. Yeah. 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 Regal, royal, yes. kind of like anointing yourself with oils, doing yeah. a skincare routine. Yeah. And I call that, like, I started um, doing goddess hours, how I got into that, how to like, how I got into self-care basically, but it could be any gender and just make yourself feel like a god or goddess. Wait, what's goddess hour? It's like um, an assignment a coach gave me years and years ago that one hour a day I needed to treat myself like a goddess because I was just work mode. I wasn't sure. doing any self-care. And so that was like, watch a show or take a bath or you know, pull cards or something oh, cool. for one hour a day. And right. then you can, you can fluctuate the time, but it was just to get started. Wow. Now it's like almost all goddess hour. Cause I try to really, um, prioritize my health. And like, I, I think that's treating yourself like a goddess. Yes. If you're doing, yeah. Every day is goddess day. Yeah. Every day. As it should be. I want that for everyone. Yes. No, I've seen you blossom. You have such a glow about you. <sighs> Thank you. Like, and I just have seen this inner joy that was locked away, kind of growing and growing yeah. to where it's like now it's coming out of your pores. Yes. I'm, and it's really beautiful. Thank you. I think that's what happens when you live out your fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> and my fantasy just happens to be sex work. It doesn't have to be everyone's, no. you know? That's just genuinely what gets me off. Yeah. Uh, so... I, guess I know, last, there's so much. There's too much. You're going to come back. Okay. You're going to come, come back. back. Yeah. You have to come back because... Because yeah. I feel like... I feel like we barely talked, but the time flew. Well, well, you're just like the resident crying behind sunglasses sexpert. Okay, now. great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so happy to be you've, that. You've been promoted. Yes. <laughs> no longer just a guest star. Maybe she's yes. referring. Yes, I'd love. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but yeah. we're going to figure that out. Because we could just do a whole episode talking about sexy yeah. stuff. Oh, okay. What? I want to talk about uh, the all of your things that you're doing. So there, the audio drama... Which is sex and synchronicity. Yeah. Uh, so I'm doing voices on it yes. that are very sexy. So good. She's so good at it. <laughs> I'm doing a bunch of really sexy voices and moaning. Mm-hmm. I'm not allowed <laughs> to say what character I'm playing, but yeah. well, we it's can, very good. Yeah. You're playing a very powerful, um, like high class woman. Powerful high class woman, yeah. which is like you. I mean, thank so, you. And when you when you guys listen and hear the twist, because, yeah, these are um, audio dramas or radio plays that I've written and I'm directing that Kayla's acting in with her talented voiceover. And um, each one is a separate story. There will be four in total, maybe more in the future, but it's a lot of work. So probably just four. Yeah, well, it's a, it's because it's you have all different actors recording themselves and then you're sound mixing you're doing music people don't realize how much work goes into these things i know (laughs) i'm making it a soundscape so you're like you're hearing the door open you're hearing her walking you're hearing her smacking his ass you're hearing the you know it's a whole soundscape oh you're really doing it. i'm really doing it like a an audio story okay so that's coming soon Mm -hmm. tbd it'll be a free podcast though anyone will be able to hear it 
Oh, yeah, that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Because the Cosmo stuff, you can read the beginning of the article, but then the rest of it, you have to subscribe. The subscription is very cheap, though. It's four dollars yeah. a month yeah. or twenty bucks a year. Like, yeah, yes. And you're gonna want the year because I have so many more stories coming out. Oh, oh, I went for the year. Yeah, I went for the whole year because I was yeah. like, I have to, and I saw they had little extra bonuses good, for good. people if they sign up. So I was like, yeah, duh. Uh, so what else do you have going on that people need to know um, about? I think the the other big thing I'm working on is hopefully you'll see an original TV series, a fictionalized uh, version of a lot of this stuff I've been doing. Yay! Um, so that's been probably years in the future, but honestly, I'm just like putting it on the record. I'm going to be an original series creator for HBO or the like. We love this. Yeah. We love this journey. Yeah. I mean, and then, yeah. They could come in my OnlyFans. I love all genders to be in there. It's really exploratory in there. I make a lot of art with my body. Mm-hmm. I paint stuff um, with my body and I do like dancing and music videos. And um, and then you could buy my cards on my website. Yes. These cards that we did on the show, Sexiest Ecolage. Yeah. They're erotic oracle to turn you on and help you turn the corner. So they'll be inspiring for both play and also deep, you know, evolution within yourself. Yeah. And um, you can just go to ggsauvage.com or sexinthesynchronicity.com. It's all yeah. the same. We'll put it all in the description. Also, like, just low-key, she's a very fun follow on Instagram. <laughs> just saying. Thank you. <laughs> or high-key. I don't yeah, know. High key. But, like, I just always see you, like, you're just having so much fun. And you're having so yeah. much play yeah. and so much lightness, which I think is a beautiful thing to remember is that we can all tap into that inner child and we can play and we don't have to cry all day about the things that have happened to us. Yes, <laughs> we can heal through it, baby. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for being here, thank Gigi. Thank you so much, Kayla. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Crying Behind Sunglasses. I've been your host, Kayla Dahl, and I am so honored that you decided to visit my cozy corner of the internet. If you want to follow me or my guest on socials, just check out our info in the description. And please, if you love the show, be sure to follow, rate, and write a review on your favorite podcasting app. It really helps to spread the word. What else? Oh, right. Well, I said this in the beginning, but just in case, if you want to watch full video episodes, if you prefer, if you are a visual learner, as I am, you can see the full video episodes that are available at cryingbehindpod.com. Our theme song is by Peter Stoya, and the lyrics and some of the guitar is by yours truly. Until next time, stay cool, stay present, stay sunny. Hey, buddy. You doing okay? When therapy's not enough And life's making things tough But you need to feel less alone Then this show could be your home We got meditations, interviews, jokes, and weird stories too Me. <laughs> Join me, cause we 